This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On this week's show, we talk about the one-all-away draw with Harrogate Town this past weekend, and we look forward to the sold-out top-of-the-table clash versus Leighton Orient. Welcome to Borough Pods. Bursting from midfield is Rossinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it! On Old Trafford Cracker, in front of the Stratford end... Oh, all right, Drakkers, how's it going, mate? Mate, hello, how we doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, yeah, not not, not too shabby, son. Uh, how's your week been? Well, it's only Monday, isn't it? So it's, it's a... All right, how's your weekend been? All right, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's been all right. Disappointing Saturday afternoon, but uh, apart from that, yeah, we'll we'll go with it. So, yeah, looking forward to today's pod, though, to be fair. Yeah, well, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of complaining to be done, I think, isn't there? Uh, I, I, honestly, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll work that one out. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see how we go. Oh, how about that? What have we got a guest? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, do you want to take over and introduce the guest? Because uh, that's uh, that was uh, you, you brought him on, but he's fucking walked away, and he? he's put his phone down and fucked off. Now you can see his reflection in his look. I was I was going for a dramatic entrance. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, certainly going to have one. Anyway, so uh, I said there's a story behind this because. Uh, I, 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 like, I like a character and literally about a couple of months ago I'm like it's a, I stand at the tunnel or sometimes sit down again, I'm like who is this bloke that keeps walking in and hangs around by the tunnel and it's like no one could tell me who he was until one game when I then literally stood there and he's opened his mouth anyway that's a, it's great because he's part of the backroom stuff obviously at the club uh, probably not many people have met him until Neil Metcalf hung him out to dry on Twitter the other day but uh, yeah good evening Chris Quint Evening, gents. How are we? <laughs> really well. Good, 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 good to have you here. Uh, do you want to do you want to tell us what you do at the club and and how you got into it? Um. Uh, so my role at the club is I am um, head of nutrition and actually, if you really want to strip it down, I'm actually the chef for the first team. So I provide the food for all the first team and the management staff during the week, um, and also post match on Saturdays. So I'll be there sneaking up behind the beautiful Drax, which, by the way, is, you know, his best view is from behind, especially today, based on that tash. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, so um, it's I've been with the club for, this is the second season. Um, obviously, after COVID and things like that, um, I came in after that. So I was uh, appointed in there as first, first team chef, um, and I helped guide the nutrition 
loosely with obviously with the training and stuff like that. I mean, they're they're pretty. Um, this group of players are actually very very well switched on about what they need to do pre and post match, and they look after themselves. Probably the best best group of um, players that I've come across. Um, um, and I was with Cambridge United previously, but they're they're very much more aware about what they're what they need to put in their bodies and how they need to look after themselves and post care and pre match care and um, and uh, yeah. So my role is really just to support Steve, Alex, Reigns, uh, and Pledge, and Matty, the physio, and Keith, the kit man, who basically I was supporting with food. Um, but um, it, yeah, no, it's 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 an exciting role, and I was I've always been in health and fitness, and my role with the club is um, is an exciting one, especially at this time of uh, Stevenage's uh, progression and rise to the top. No, now that we're good again. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's all down yeah, to you. Yeah, if you like, it it's like. all about the, it's all because of what they're eating. <laughs> we bet we better cut that bit out. It's got nothing to do with me. Uh, it's a hundred percent staying in, mate. Sorry, no, we don't cut nothing here. Say what, right? Um, clearly not. We clearly don't because I can see your beard and your hair, and that hadn't been cut for years. <laughs> talk, talk us through. Um, talk us through. Right, we could go like a normal day, but talk me through uh, food for. I love nutrition, as you know, on PT. So talk me through food day on Aston Villa. What, what was the crack? Give us a breakdown of how that looked for our players. Um, so we did, um, they tra- obviously travelled the night before um, and we did um, a pre-match um, or sort of like a post-training fuel up, um, which we were looking at simple carbohydrates, high level of protein, lots of greens, lots of salads, um, to send them on their way um, to obviously go overnight. The game was an early kick, uh, was a later kickoff, so they obviously did a little bit of a walk around. They had a lot more time, so we had a bigger window to be able to really um, fuel them efficiently and effectively before they went. So there was lots. Of, there was you know rice, um, fresh pasta. We used um, turkey ragu, which is higher in like is a good source of protein with a lot less fat in it. Lots of fresh greens, broccoli, green beans, etc. And um, killer salads and you know bits and pieces that they can obviously take on board because obviously when they're on the road if you leave it I mean Stevenage are very lucky in the sense of that the places that they normally get to stay um, especially for the Villa game because I believe that they stayed um, at a reputable hotel the Belfry others are available um, and um, obviously that they were very looked after as part of that but you have kind of anything that's going to be you know, 24 hour, like 12, 24 hours in advance, your window of opportunity is like the day before, like you're going to see the, the effects or good or bad on that next, uh, on that next, next day. So, um, Dean Campbell was one of my, no, he wasn't really, <laughs> they, they were the same. So it was uh, Dean Campbell, Jamie Reed had extras. No, they didn't. No. So, um, but no, it's, it's my, my job is, is, made very simple because they like I said because of the professionals of the players and because of their want and need to do those little bit extras which has obviously been shown on the pitch this season um not only from you know from a training point of view from their application around the place from the unity around you know the team as a whole um and obviously a great sense of unity between everybody and it's my job is made very easy 
um, and all led by a fearless leader, Mr. Steve Evans. But like, I mean, this this sort of thing, like twenty years ago or whatever, probably before maybe Arsenal Wenger really brought it in, wouldn't he? It would have been a free for all, really, because I I always remember like on the coaches and on the buses from years gone by, it was always pizza and throw whatever you want in your body and just 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 go with it. Is that the case still now? Or no, not at all. Like like the whole thing about you know inches and stuff like that that we you know the little tiny attention to details that you kind that you that you in, kind of implement into a club have a massive effect long term especially like hydration like getting supplementation into them that is that is obviously helping directly after when they've played ensuring that they're looking after themselves as far as sleep is concerned the right environment pre-match when they're traveling the right training how you're going to apply those bits of training and how you phase it it's like if you i mean we've all seen um the uh, the Arteta thing we've all seen the Mourinho you know documentaries and stuff like that and the attention to detail is the thing that inevitably will change you know a good team into a great team and vice versa so it's like nutrition plays and, and it's the same for everybody it doesn't matter whether you're League Two Premier League whether you're a boxer whether you're a runner whether you're Steve down the street that you know wants to be able to do your couch to a 5k or whether you're, you know, just want to look better, you know, from, from a vanity point of view, like it's, you know, if you just want to look better naked on your own, please do that on your own. But if you just want to look good naked or you just, just want to feel better, like you, the correlation between your body right now and what it wants to look like, nobody put a, nobody's ever put a gun to somebody's head and gone eat cake. Fair. He, he yeah. says as he eats a bit of banana bread, which is healthy. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, we, do we have anyone at the football club? So I was thinking earlier on about some of the players, some good examples of where it could be different. Someone like uh, Ben Coker last year, being when he diabetic. I mean, he was, he, yeah, he is. He's, di- he's diabetic and he was very, because he had to be very diligent because being diabetic, uh, Steve Redgrave was the one that kind of brought it more to the forefront when he was competing in the Olympics. So like that is, you know, come a long way from stopping, pricking your finger and like they were using these um, sensors that just go onto their arm and it was flashed up on an Apple watch and stuff like that. The importance of um, the individual players looking after themselves and taking responsibility for it. Obviously, Ben Coker was one of those people that knew exactly what he needed to do. And in, in order for him to get through games, like, you know, United minutes is obviously going to play a lots of havoc with insulin levels and things like that. So he was, he was one of the um, rare exceptions in um, having a better understanding and probably sometimes actually a better understanding um, generally and specifically because of his obvious, obvious, um, condition and having lived with it um, and you know you always got um, great feedback from him and we tailored his particular needs like volume of carbohydrate volume of protein based on the training um, intensity and stuff like that so it was um, you know players like that I, th- I think there's a greater knowledge out there um, and but I think there's also a very um, naive approach to um, nutrition in sports in, in, at certain levels, and I think it, it does. It does. It does. It's it's as important as sleep, you know, 
training, specific drills, tactics, it's as important as that. Like, because it, it can have, if you're, I mean, if you look at Stevenage as a whole this season, like one of the things that you could never, you could never doubt or one of the things that you consider them to do exceptionally well is to, is to be fitter and fit and for the 90 minutes and beyond. Like, I think if you looked at, looked at their stats, most of their, you know, winning performances come towards the latter stages of each game. So, you know, that's, that, that's testament to how, um, how important, you know, all of those aspects of nutrition, health and wellbeing, as it is for everybody, health, wellbeing, drink, like hydration, um, and, you know, mindset and being ready for the game and being match ready and preparing correctly, which, you know, doesn't just happen at, you know, 20 minutes before the game or the Saturday morning, it happens way before there. And, you know, uh, the week has a massive effect on it. Um, COVID has obviously tested that as well. Um, so it's like, it's a, it's a really important factor in sport, uh, in my humble opinion. Yeah, yeah. Right, we're gonna we're gonna move on and start talking about Harrogate. Uh, so, Chris, you were you were there. How how did it? How did how did you see the game playing out? And how and what did, how did you think we we performed after obviously the the massive upset at Villa? Um, I think um, I mean it is ends of the spectrum, the Russian doll, you know, um, yeah. effect of you know the 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 high of um, Aston Villa, and then obviously a windy, wet, horrible day in North Yorkshire is, it's a completely different concept. And, um, you know, it, like it's not, it's not unseen in any stretch or, or any level. You know, they always say, I think Fergie was the one that said it, you know, that your the two games afterwards are always going to be like, don't worry about winning in Europe. It's the two games after that you need to worry yeah. about. And, and it was always going to be tough. Um, you know the boys were well prepared. They went out there with a the tactic. Harrogate played played well. It was horrible conditions. I think um, taking my involvement with the club outside of it, I would say that um, it was a not their finest performance, and I think they openly admit that. Um, but yeah, like it's. it's Harrogate are fighting for their lives and, you know, it's Villa Park's probably twice the size. So it's a very different, yeah. it's a very different game. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's the way I would have seen it. Yeah, I think it's probably, it's probably a fair respect. I watched it from afar um, and I thought, I thought we were, <laughs> I just put it out there. I thought we were dreadful. Um, I thought, you know, and obviously the conditions do, Sort of dictate how well you can play when they're as as uh, inclement as they were on Saturday, but I don't think we moved the ball well. Um, we defended, we defended fair pretty well for the majority. There was obviously the period where they scored and then almost scored again, where we were sloppy as hell. Um, but I think we did a we 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 do we did an okay job at the back. But I thought I our football we, when we were in possession was absolutely horrendous and. There was, you know, there were there there was the, the conditions, the ref, the fact that Harrogate played like they they played like a team that are fighting for their survival and really fighting. I thought I thought Harrogate were were comfortably, if I'm going to say, it, comfortably the better team 
on the balance balance of the game. Um, I, we did I, have some... I, I would I would say that the the result was a fair one. I think I don't I, like. I think because of the, I think because of the standards that have been set by Stevenage yeah. throughout the season, I think if you're comparing it to that, then I think it's it wasn't a great performance by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, you know, that's what that's how they're accountable for it. Like they they are it's you know, it's like Klopp's no different. Like they, they set the standard really, they set the standard high and, you know, when it turns out to be a game like that, you know, a rainy day, rainy afternoon in Yorkshire, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's tough. It's tough for anybody to be part of and anybody to watch. So I think, I think a draw was a fair result. It would have been, obviously everybody on the podcast would probably have, would, would obviously have wanted us to uh, come away with three points, but I um, and I think if we're honest, it's two points dropped. But I think on the on the on the outs part of the game, I think it is it was a fair result. Yeah, I think I think I'm always of the opinion if you can go and take a point from every single away game, then you only have to you only have to you know. Win your win your home games, and that'll be more than enough to see you right through through a season. I think I think certainly at this level where football is unbelievably difficult to predict. Um, I think I think that certainly like obviously you know we look at the likes of Harrogate who are struggling, Gillingham where we went and played there and it was rubbish, uh, Colchester. I think those teams it's easy to go. I look at them; they're down the bottom. Um, they're not very good, but I think we played. I think all three of those games, we 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 sort of we let ourselves down, like you were saying, against the standards that we've set over the season. Um, but I think before the games, I'd probably take a point on the road every every single time. Um, I want to say that Rose and Pidge were as fantastic as usual. Um, Rose chasing everything, winning everything in the air. Uh, Pidge the same. Um, you know, he, he barely put a foot wrong, and he's yet again our goal scorer. Um, I thought Tay was a bit. Tay was off it. Wilding Lufa was a bit off it. I thought Noz, again. You know, we've been saying it for a little while now. Noz just doesn't seem himself. Doesn't hasn't seemed himself for a, a while now. I thought Roberts was out of the game, and you know that's that was sort of dictated by the fact that he got that relatively early yellow card. Uh, I think. Oh, it was only what about twenty minutes in, wasn't it? Yeah, twenty twenty third minute. Um, and the way he plays, the way he plays the game, he's so um, combative that once he's on that yellow card, it just stops him being able to do the things he normally does so well, which is hunt people down and put tackles in and really cause them a problem. Um, on the on on the other side of the ball for them, I thought. You know, Armstrong, their goal scorer, was really good. He was a problem for us up front. Patterson and Burrow in the uh, middle of the park. I think they sort of dominated Reeves and Taylor a bit. Um, and even though we had 17 shots, I'm really struggling to p- pick out when we really made uh, Jameson in their goal really work. To be fair, though, if you look at it from from a from a group of fixtures and a group of results, to be fair, it's more like a, 
a point gained, really. Northampton losing again, you know. Uh, you know we've got that game in Adelaide yeah. in Orient. So, like, uh, the week before, we didn't play in the, didn't play in the league because of the FA Cup, and, and the results went our way, really. And I, I think it's the same again, really. It doesn't seem like there's anyone underneath us that actually wants to, to really mount a really <laughs> strong, positive case for, for, for pipping us out. So... As, I think Stockport isn't it? they're think, the only yeah. team that are looking like there's always one they're team really on way. the hunt. Yeah, definitely. And I, yeah, I think I think you were right when you messaged me the other day saying Stockport could be the one, and they, they were pipped, weren't they, for at the start of the season to be one of the strongest teams in there, and just started so slow and weak. I think we we yeah. we played them at the right time, and they've they've got themselves together now. So uh, they have, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 look, Saturday, like you say, it was it was horrendous. We had a huge game the week before. I don't think you can blame tiredness for the players because there was no midweek game. But, I mean, what a come down from coming from Aston Villa. I mean, it was crazy. I was, yeah. I was stood next to, next to Chris and it was uh, it was just unbelievable just to go back to that. And then, yeah, stepping out in a windy, horrible Yorkshire town. Can't have been easy for any of them. But, um, you know, like, Steve's not going to let anyone lie down, is he? He's going he's gonna to push everyone and, and get the results we need. So, you know... No, one no, eye on this yeah. week. Thought, oh my days! What? What? I mean, what's I th- what's Saturday going to hold? It's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I thought I thought listening to his post-match press conference is the first time I've really listened to him and thought, "Come on, Steve, tell us how you feel." Yeah, like, I, he was no. he was a little he was a little he was a little bit uh, he was guarded, wasn't he? A little bit um, yeah. guarded, yeah. Um, and I don't I don't believe that he believes that we were. We were as good as he maybe yeah, suggested, and that we were a bit unlucky. I think. How many, I think how many that, times have we said that about other other managers? Like Wellins has done it a couple of times. Oh, every week in. And yeah, we, I mean, week in, week out. When when we started started doing this, and we had Tisdale in, oh. every week we were like, "What the fuck was he talking about? <laughs> what game? Yeah, just nonsense, nonsense, absolute dog shit." Whereas Evans, for the most part, you listen to him speak about the game, and it's like it's nail on the head. Like he just says it how it is. Um, which is so refreshing because I don't think we've had one of them since. But literally, the the amount of the, uh, the few weeks we've got coming up, late in Orient, FA Cup game just gone, FA Cup coming up, colossal, isn't they? He's he's, he's got to look after his players, and I think that that was great. To be fair, yeah, really, yeah, really yeah. good. What do you I, make I think, sign? I think that I think that I think that it's the same. You know, just jumping in, I think, like, I mean, it's everyone does that, doesn't they? They're, every every manager has a different way of, you know. Fielding the press, Jose was the very first person that did it. Wenger yeah. never saw Wenger never saw anything, and I think it, it it's just it's just the like I I find myself watching match of the day and and Sky Sports reviews and stuff like that. I think every manager has a game plan and how they're gonna um, course, yeah. go out there and have the conversation post match, um, and I think it's I, I, it's almost um, a polit a political way of. of a politics um, world yeah. in, in 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 any sport, isn't it? It's like you know you, you watch any sporting event or anything like that. We we're you know the sofa critics or the sofa commentators, if you like, and we're yeah. always going. There's the, the wonder of sport and the wonder of that thing is you know taken into other people's considerations uh, and 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 thought processes where it and how they manage that situation. I don't think um, I, I I watch it and just go. Some of the times you listen to some people and you go, are you watching the same game or, uh, you know, like yeah. you watch, watch another one and it's like, I mean, Pep's, Pep's a prime example at the weekend. You know, I don't care if we, do, we don't win the Carabao Cup. I don't care if we don't win the league. 
pretty sure yeah. that's not true, Pep, is it? <laughs> Let's be honest. Absolute I don't think, rubbish. I don't think anybody watched that went, even 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 uh, Righty on there went, he doesn't mean that, does he? So, like, it's, it, it, it's, uh, it's a very... It's a very bizarre world. Like I almost think yeah. sometimes you should probably not not ask people that at the end of the day. So it's you know you you want those Kevin Keegan moments, don't you? Where he, you do. Yeah. I'd, I'd bloody love it if we beat them. But <laughs> like I think sometimes it's it's a, a calculated response, and sometimes it's a bizarre response, and that's what that's what keeps us all interested. Yeah, true. It, it is. It is. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine the. Uh... The, the coach home and uh, training certainly maybe today possibly tomorrow have been uh, maybe been a little bit uncomfortable but I think uh, I think you know I think even though he's quite a divisive figure Evans I think you can quite clearly see that a lot of the players if not a lot of them love love being under him and love what he's doing he's done for them and for the club so you know it's 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 one of those things you just you got you got you got to take it every now and then haven't you like, like I said, like the, the one thing, it's a, it's an amazing squad. It's an amazing unity, and that comes out on the pitch. Um, and I think that's one of the strongest parts of Stevenage yeah. this this season. I think you know that that when tackles go in, they're all in there. When you know when they win, they all celebrate together, and that's that's amazing to see. And yeah. and now now that's kind of bleeding out into the community and now you've got 6,000 people turning up at the weekend, you know, it's sold out and, and that's, I mean, the place will be rocking, won't it? I've got to ask, because you've got an inside, you're an insider in the camp. How, how was, I don't, I, I presume you, they returned back to training last Tuesday. How was Dean Campbell walking through that door Tuesday morning? Um, as you would expect him to be. <laughs> but do you know what? Actually, both him, him and... Jamie Reed are very humble in the sense of of how they approach things, and it it wasn't a case of that they're all celebrating together, and it was it was an it's an amazing it was an amazing feeling to be there on the day. Obviously, Drax we stood like next yeah. to each other, and you know it's 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 just a buzz about it. And you know, I remember you said, like I think you saw Dean in the gym, didn't you? And he was you know he was kissing babies and signing t-shirts and, and and that's how it should be like you should have the community behind them and they sh- they you know it's it's an amazing achievement like you like it's Aston Villa like they're a premier league club they're yeah it's crazy what where are they tw- 11th 12th yeah, yeah, like yeah, you know and and you know what a day it was it was an amazing day from start to finish everybody around like the fans watching it from all ages right the way through to you know, from young kids to, oh, oh, you know, Stevenage diehard fans that have watched it as kids. Like, it, it was just an amazing day. And, you know, it was it was electric in that corner. And and, and also, it was it was amazing to be at the end where all the goals was. Because every game I've yeah. been to, they're always <laughs> up the other end. And it was, you know, Dean Campbell's, well, hopefully Jamie Reed as well. Jamie Reed and Dean Campbell's goals will be on match of the day FA Cup highlights, highlight reel whenever the FA Cup giant killer story comes along, and yeah. and rightly so because it was it was a fantastic achievement. Um, I I couldn't be more pleased for both Jamie and Dean, but it was a complete team effort, and they they thoroughly deserved it. Um, and they thoroughly deserved to get the accolades. But like I said, it's back it's back to work and. 
you know, it was, you know, one day off as normal and then back to work, like, let's get on with it. And that's, that's, and they've got bigger jobs in hand now. It's, it's those, those fixtures are, you know, few and far between, enjoy it back to work. And that's, and, and their professionalism and their dedication and their application is, is one of the reasons why I think that they are, doing as well as they, they can do. And that obviously is installed by Steve and the management. Do you know what I find really amazing is that, um, and I love love uh, looking at Chud's tweets because he's absolutely stat-o-mad and, and I'm not, I, I don't do finer detail in life. Um, literally, that's, he reckons like... We can tell that by that tash. The top, right, the top like, in the, within the top five attendances this Saturday. And literally, this Saturday, realistically, if you look at the, the other top five, you're talking like, the Newcastle, the Luton, the Tottenham games. Saturday isn't going to define anything, yet we've got nearly 7,000 people coming to the Lamex Stadium. Well, sold out, haven't we? Yeah, it's just unbelievable. And I've had loads of people messaging me who never come to Borough, never, going, can you get me tickets? Can you get me tickets? I'm like, "Ah, nah. And part of me feels like saying, nah, you never even come, so why should I even bother trying to get your tickets? But, uh, But actually... It's just unbelievable, like the work the club has done over the last five, six years off the pitch. And I know there's there was yeah. loads of piss taking about winning off the field when we had Barry in charge of us as CEO. But like <laughs> all that work through COVID, all that work the club has done in the community, the stuff that Joe and Whitelock done is really coming to fruition. To the fact that yeah. people, I've seen people on like social media going, "Oh, we normally come to Arsenal, but we're coming this week," you know. It's just absolutely mental, and I can't believe it. I really can't believe it. It's great. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it is. I think it is great, and I think it is amazing that that that's almost the reward for the Villa game. If I'm honest, to yeah. to have it ran yeah. to the rafters for um, you know a top of the title clash, which it should be anyway. Like first and second playing off each other, you know, towards the the latter end of the season, and I think it that's that's the reward. Um, for you know the Aston Villa and the work that they've done throughout the season, I think rather than focus like the Villa game was amazing, but I think the consistency and um, how they played throughout the season, I think um, the the reward of being rammed to the rafters at the weekend, I think should be uh, and plus you know seven thousand people get to listen to you mispronounce names, Drakkers. I tell you what, no, I'm not having that because you stand behind me, started gobbling off about some of the names I've had this season, and every time I've done pretty well to be fair. Yeah, because when when it gets to a difficult one, you go. Either either that, or he relies on a text from me telling him how to say it before he reads them out. He's had a few. Oh, now we know. Really? Now we know. Really? Have we? Actually, I've done that. I've done that once. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say, and it was like second game of the season. Oh dear. Right, well, let's look at, we're talking about it, Orient away, uh, Orient at home even. Um, Massive, it's a sellout. Uh, Do you know what, I I don't worry about it, but part of me is like, oh, I I, I really hope there's good noise. Oh yeah, definitely. Sadly, because you know the Orient fans are going to be loud. Um, I think everyone I really hope you can. Sh- I really hope we can shut them up. I really hope we can. The the East being sold out is massive. Yeah. I really hope it spreads because we're not the loudest of home crowds, and you know, get on 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 like a general week to week that don't really bother me. I don't. I'm not asked about a really amazing atmosphere. Obviously, it's nice to have, but do you know what? I'd much rather 
we were playing the football we're playing and getting the results we're playing, then the crowds, then, then the crowd was electric because they don't win your points. Um, so it's it it's, it, but this one just feels like we really need a proper bouncing, buzzing crowd. Uh, no, I think I think it'll be it'll it'll be great to have the atmosphere and you know thirteenth man and all that and like you know like yeah. getting getting people getting the crowd behind them. You know, maybe Drakus can do some Stevenage, can I hear you? Let's be having you. Like, you look a little bit dark dealier at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, we did talk that's about that, it? We did talk about that, actually. You you may have just prompted me to do something at the weekend, actually. So, uh, so we did speak about it a few seasons ago about getting each different stand up for it for kickoff. So, yeah, we'll do that. That'd be good, wouldn't it? I've, I've been trying to get him to do, you know, the old, uh, you know, the you know the goal announcements when uh uh, the uh, I don't know if you've seen it, actually the uh, Napoli announcer. Go, 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 like, go, 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 that one. <laughs> no, no, where he goes like Gonzalo, and like the crowd goes Higuain. <laughs> I've been trying to get him, to, trying to get him to do it down the down the borough. Just, but it it's a, it's a difficult thing to to announce because if he just goes Carl, like, how many other crowd are going to shout Pierre Gianni back at him? I don't know. Um, I don't be, know how likely it is. Gotta be football club led. I can't just tweet you and go, "I'm gonna do it." I did tweet it and said we think it's a good idea, and everyone was like, "That's great." I can't just go for it, can I? The club have to go next season. This is how we're doing it, if that makes sense. Or I'll just yeah, just start announcing first names only. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, yeah. But like you, you've got to give it some as well to get them to do it. Like really, like shout it into the mic. I think trying to say that I'm not as enthusiastic as I should be. No, I think you're doing yeah, a fine yeah. job, mate. I just think there's room. There, there's, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Just, con- just considering my answer here, I think you're doing a. I think you do a belting job, and like I've told you before, that me and my mates over on the east, when you took over, we were delighted. Because well, uh, you, you brought you brought because he, he was that far away from you. Brought a bit of energy to it. Brought a bit of energy to it, and and you know, I just had a laugh. Whereas the other guy, like I'm sure he did a fine job just reading what was written for him, but like there was no, there was nothing beyond that. Whereas Dracus takes it, you know, takes it and makes it his thing, and and it's and it's great. And we're lucky, laughing, we're lucky to have him oh, personally. Uh, and you're not going to hear me saying nice things about you that often, so let's leave it at that. Nice things in general. Um, <laughs> little bit, little bit, little bit of sick just came up. <laughs> <laughs> but um Orient, so they're on actually they're they're on their worst run of form of the season at that moment. Um in the last five they've won once scoring one goal. They uh they've had nil nil against us, Boxing Day, and then nil nil away at uh, Newport. <laughs> they lost one nil on the road to Northampton. They beat Doncaster one nil at home. Uh, and and they got they drew, they've got some key drew, players missing as well, haven't they? From suspension. Well yeah, so they, they yeah, they drew drew um they drew nil nil away at Barrow, and um, it, it was it was Tom Jane, Tom James, one of their uh, one of their main uh, defense defenders. There, uh, he played left, plays left back. Um, got got uh, sent off in the ninety third minute. That was that was Saturday, up. wasn't it? It was Saturday. Yeah, he picked up a yellow card in the ninety first minute, and then got sent off in the ninety third. <laughs> but isn't isn't there another one that clowning, was? Isn't, it? isn't there isn't there another one that was? Got a three-match ban for a straight red a couple of weeks ago. Or have I got that wrong? No, you're right. You're right. They uh, against um, against Northampton. Who was it? Let me have a look. I didn't know that their ban had been uh, extended. Omar Beckles. Yeah. yeah, and again, ninety-third minute as well. 
Stupid, stupid, isn't it? Really stupid stuff. I mean, their centre back. So the two of their main defenders are out. I mean, I think you could. I think you can look at that one of two ways. Like, like it's it's no different to you know, if United have been against City at the weekend and they'd realise that Haaland was out. Like at the end of the day, like they're going to bring people in. People are going to want to prove their point. They're going to have to raise their game. It it doesn't really matter, does it? Like if you can't, if you're playing in football at any level and you can't get up for games of this nature. Then you know what? Are you, what are you really playing it for? Like it's it's that yeah. you know whether you're coming into the side because of suspension, you can make a name for yourself. If you're you know coming back from suspension, or if you're coming back from injury, or like the game is it's is a standalone um, standalone fixture, and if you know people coming into that game selected on the bench, whatever it is, these are the bits that every sports person like lives for isn't it like it's it's yeah i'm gonna make i'm gonna make a massive difference today or you know you're gonna get your chance like how many times have we like the age-old thing when the manager gets fired then the next game everyone plays out of the skin like it's you know trying to prove a point and it shouldn't be like that but it is like that so it's you know individuals being missing shouldn't really if you can't get up for this game and you're not prepared correctly then you know you shouldn't really be playing anyway, like, and, and that's the same for anything. Yeah, it's a little bit like a yeah. five aside later. I missed a header from about five yards with a fifty p head last week, and now I'm absolutely buzzing for later on because if I don't score, I'm probably going to throw my toys out the pram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously Smith Smith's back as well, isn't he? For him, played at a weekend. Um, uh, yeah. And on the op- opposite side, Sorter was playing as well. So yeah, I mean, they're a threat, but I, I, it's going to be one of those games that comes down to on the day who was braver. Who took their chances? And that's my bigger concern at the minute, that if Pidge don't score, it doesn't look like we're going to at the minute. And and that's that's where our no. boys up top really need to start coming good, good with it. Um, again, we've said that for a few weeks, with the exception of Aston Villa, really, haven't we? That we We've been saying it all season, though, haven't we? We've, we've, we've scored a lot of goals from other areas of the field. And, you know, they, each, of the, each of the forwards have got a few... But we don't. Our forwards don't score nearly enough, and I'll, that that's my biggest concern in keeping up this title challenge. You know, we've 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 managed to sort of reel in Orient a little bit mm. with their poor run of form recently, where we've managed to you know Pidge's managed to score regularly for us. Um, I think that if we can't get our forwards netting regularly, we are going to fall away a bit. On a, on a, on that note, has anybody noticed that Pidge looks like the Disney character Hercules? <laughs> and I have, and by the way, that's not me speaking out of turn. I have actually called him Hercules and 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 sent him the picture. He's just a regular Disney hero. He's very he like. <laughs> he's very, he's like he's such a ledge guy. Pidge got so much time. <laughs> uh, I can't I can't say I've noticed, but now I'm going to be looking for it. Google it. <laughs> if you were gonna, if you were gonna get, if you were gonna get an AI and go, right, what would like you know when they do that whole AI picture of yourself? I'm pretty sure yeah. people would come out as Hercules from Disney. <laughs> right. Well, obviously, obviously now the the title image for this is going to be Hercules. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to Photoshop him in like a Stevenage kit. <laughs> yeah. That that will go that will go down well when I go into training <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's even more reason to do it. Then. Yeah, I have uh, obviously, uh, like I said, it's um, yeah. I don't, I don't really, 
He he knows that I call him that, so I don't think he'd be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, well, uh, we like to... Well, I'd say we like to. Drakkers doesn't like doing it, um, but uh, I force him to do it. We like to we like to uh, guess. We like to predict the scores uh, for the upcoming games. So, uh, Chris, give us a give us give us a scoreline for Saturday. Oh wow! Um, I am going to say with my heart and my career head on that it's a Stevenage <laughs> win, twelve um, nil, and I think they'll win thirteen nil. Yeah. That fucked up, Patrick. It's, it, it's, a, it, Patrick. it's like it's a very, it's a very. You're putting me in a very difficult position um, because <laughs> I want to be politically correct in the sense of I want to say, yeah, good luck to both teams. But equally so, my affiliation and my love for the boys and the journey that I've been on with them, I can't say anything apart from fourteen-one. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll what we'll do is we'll put that down as Pat's guess because yeah. he's absolutely smashing this, yeah. predi- this predictions competition. Definitely. Uh Drakas, what you got as a, Oh hold on a minute, is there, are there prizes for this? <laughs> nah no no no, but we are keeping we are keeping track and if you get the score bang on you get three points. If you get the winner right you get one and if you're Drakas if you're Drakas you get nothing. Okay, so in which case then I will go two one Stevenage. All right, two one. That 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 sounds a little bit more likely than fourteen nothing. Um, Although if it does come gone. up as fourteen one, I definitely want a prize. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, I'm I'm sure I'm sure if you you win if we win fourteen one, Drakkers will give you a handy. <laughs> I, I, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Drakkers gone. What's your prediction? I can't see us losing to Leighton Orient this season. So that'll do me. I'd, I'd go one nil, but I, I can't go one nil after the atmosphere at Aston Villa. So it's got to be two nil win, and the place is going to absolutely erupt, and my mum's going to go crazy when we score. <laughs> right? Uh, Are we allowed to do mum jokes on here? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll send Careful. this to my mum, and I'll tell you whether it's apt or not. But she's coming on Saturday, so you got to behave, Quinny. Hold on, one second. What, what is it like, Dragon? Mum, <laughs> do you want to... Jay's on the phone. I oh, know, it's all right. I thought she was still here. <laughs> uh... um, right, because uh, two of us ain't here today, Chris, I'm going to ask you to do another prediction. Yeah. So give us another prediction, scoreline prediction. I will. Okay. I would say... Um, who's it for? Uh, it's for the lad who's only predicted twice because he's only been here twice so far so he's well behind so uh <laughs> so i would just whatever i would say he ain't gonna win yeah i would i would say one nil stevenage one nil cool all right that's that is fair uh i've predicted us battering teams quite regularly recently and it's uh it's not once gone the right way so i'm gonna say one all wow you should, feel, you, should, you, should, feels, you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, do you know what? Shame ain't really something that uh, ever troubles me too much. <laughs> well, I, no. I know that. I know that based on the way that you looked after the video call a minute ago. Because that, that beard <laughs> and hair combo, clearly shame is not an emotion that you are a fair, you're clearly okay with. <laughs> <laughs> 
that that beard literally it looks like you're an out like you're an outcast from Lord of the Rings. Like I don't know what the fuck's going on. Game of <laughs> Game of Game of Thrones, the porn version. Game of Throbs. Game of Throbs. <laughs> uh, uh, do you know what? If I hadn't already decided to 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 call this Hercules, it would definitely be called Game of Throbs now. <laughs> Mate, I think you Jesus should. Jesus Christ. Nate is. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it! I think I, I think it's time to call it a day, isn't it? I'm never getting hell. invited back, am I? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest, uh, like Drax is—you can blame or thank Drax, whichever way you want to put this down to, on the basis of the fact that he knows exactly <laughs> what, what to have expected uh, today. Yeah. I yeah, don't 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 worry. He warned us exactly what you were like, and we were like, "Yeah, sounds but sounds perfect." <laughs> Um, but listen, it's been a pleasure. If you do, um, if you are one of the misfortunate people that are listening, of which I hope there are many, um, if you are interested in nutritional plans and food and to find out what we do, go to Food for Fuel Nutrition on Instagram. Give us a follow. Tell us that you listen to the podcast. Put the prediction you score on it. And uh, I'll be the one standing next to Drax at the, uh, at, at the weekend combing his tash <laughs> by the way well there, there we go i didn't i didn't even know i didn't even have to ask you to promote yourself that's, but that's us wrapping it up thank you everyone for listening uh up the borough up the up borough, borough. <laughs> doubles up again and it's in Graziani Bursting from midfield is Massinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it! An Old Trafford cracker in front of the Stratford end! Did you pick the kids up from school, like? I work at school. So you are picking kids up at school. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, that's got to go. <laughs> <laughs>